Hey guys, before we get started, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Today, we are doing a super special episode. We have a lot of like two-part episodes, but this might be our first true sequel. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, yeah, that might be right. I'd have to look. I mean, maybe the Westerns counts? No, that's a series. That's a series. This is a sequel. It came at a later date based, uh, you know, a continuation of the first one. This is Bodyguard Part 2, and Bodyguard Part 1 is maybe one of my favorite Launchpad podcast episodes of all time. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely like that Matt and Aaron, (laughs) like we speak the same stupid language. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited because we have a special friend of the show. Andy Curtis is going to be in the house. It's going to be amazing. So guys, here we go. Let's kick it off with Bodyguard Part 2. Welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, today we have a very special guest in the house. Friend of the show, longtime listener, first time on the podcast. I'm so excited to introduce my friend, Andy Curtis. Andy, what's going on? Hey, guys. What's going on? I am super pumped about this because I've been wanting to get you on the show since we started, but it's always been like scheduling (laughs) craziness. I'm in Atlanta. You're in L.A., but we finally got you on a show to do a sequel to one of my favorite episodes, so I'm super pumped. This is Bodyguard Part 2, baby. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) It only took a national pandemic to get us together again. I know, right? How ridiculous. (laughs) Now, you recently watched The Bodyguard the movie. Oh, God, yes. And what'd you think of it? So cheesy. It's so full of 90s, just puffy shirts and (laughs) bad clothes. Just ridiculous. Did you guys, have you seen the movie? Yes. And I remember when I watched it, I was watching it because it was either for the episode or because the Broomy and I both saw the, separately, both saw the Broadway show. And the Broadway show was almost like shitty movie Sunday funny. (laughs) And I was like, is the movie like this? So I watched it hoping and thinking it might be. And it kind of was. It was definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be a trial to watch it. And Mm -hmm. it definitely wasn't. Like, I didn't rush out and buy it on Blu-ray, but it was it was worth the watch. It was funny. I mean, I, I laughed. That, I'm sorry, but that apple eating scene with the knife was just like, yeah, it's badass. I'm surprised it wasn't like a throat rip out or something after that. It is really ridiculous. It's so over the top. For those of you who haven't seen The Bodyguard, you don't need to watch it to get these episodes because they're just hysterical for what they are. We'll walk you through it. Don't worry. But basically, Whitney Houston is a famous singer, like top of the line famous singer. Basically, she's like Whitney Houston. And she's being stalked and she has to hire a bodyguard to protect her from this like intense Mm -hmm. stalker. He's like trying to kill her. And she hires good old Kevin Costner to be her bodyguard. And at first he's all like, I'm a professional. And then she starts throwing him some of that sweet, sweet loving. And he's like, okay, maybe I'm not that good of a professional. And he starts banging her on the side and like teaching her kid to ride a bike and shit. He's being a terrible bodyguard. The killer keeps getting really close to killing her. So they have to go hide out in this like snowy cabin. And the killer like has this showdown with them in the cabin. And Kevin Costner wins. He saves the day, but then they can't be together because he's like, I'm a bodyguard and that's all I'm ever going to be. And you're like, okay, whatever. It's super cheesy and it has a really famous song in it. If you guys couldn't guess what song that is. 
Yes. I thought you were going to sing it. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for you to sing it. <laughs> I could all join in. No listeners were hoping that. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, and that was the biggest hit to come out of that movie. And it was everywhere. Oh, my God. Every single mom in my neighborhood would just play it nonstop. I swear to God, I'd be walking to a friend's house and it's like every third house, it would just be cranking out the living room window. And I'm like, oh, that's going to stop. <laughs> it- it was definitely like a big, you know, staple of the times, right? Oh, like huge. that everybody, this is one of those things that even if you didn't ever watch the movie or even if you don't really know even the premise of the movie, you know that it had those two actor and actresses in it. You know that it had like that that song was from that. You know what I mean? There's like, whether you knew it, knew it or not, you knew that it was there. You knew what it was. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that that was, this is Costner's like upswing, right? This is post Field of Dreams. And I mean, he was really coming up and getting huge. Pre-Water World, right? Pre-Water World, but like Dan. Dances of Wolves and, and Field of Dreams and stuff. Yeah, he was, I mean, he's hot in this movie. Everybody was like, oh my God, oh, Kevin Costner. So if you are not familiar with the first episode, I don't know what's wrong with you, but the original Bodyguard was a super fun episode and we found this thing online and it was like nine boxes and it had all these famous guys like Wolverine and Hellboy and Terminator and Predator and Darth Vader and Batman. And it was like, pick one and the other eight will try and kill you Matt and I were like, okay, we're game. We're going to play it. We're going to do it. It was like, pick one to protect you from the other eight, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. He'll protect you. He'll be your bodyguard and the other eight are going to try and kill you. But that was the only thing we we're going to do. And the day Rumi shows up, I go, I have a twist for you, Rumi. And he goes, oh no, what is it? I was like, we're Whitney Houston. We're picking our Kevin Costner. They're going to protect us, but we also fall in love. And that's when it got good. <laughs> so I, and that was awesome. It was like, Rumi and I do this shit to each other all the time. And I think every time we are like delightfully surprised because I did not have any research or prep for that. I had prepped who I thought would win in a fight, who would be better, who would be better offensively, who would be better defensively. But now like you also have to fall in love with them. And if you guys haven't listened to this episode yet, go check it out because I do think it's like because you know what it is? It's one of those episodes where we truly were just trying to make each other laugh. Like we forgot that we were trying to make other people laugh. It was just trying to get each other cracking up. And that's like that's our favorite shit to do. So we're going to try and make lightning strike twice. Holy shit. We've talked (laughs) it up and been like, okay, that was the greatest thing ever. Nothing can top it. So let's try and top it. Yeah. yeah, first of all, yeah, that sets a, a high standard and also pats ourselves on the back pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. <laughs> the shit out of our own horns. Here's how this is going to work. Andy has compiled a list of nine bodyguard options. This is this is the audition phase. This is the interview process. We are we are seeing who is our potential bodyguard. Who is our potential Kevin Costner's? Matt and I both sent Andy a bunch of options, and he picked some of his own, and he's compiled the list. So. Matt, you and I don't know what we're about to hear. Right. So I think it was six, right? So like I gave him six suggestions. You gave him six suggestions. So theoretically, a couple on there could be um, familiar to us, but there's going to be a bunch at least probably at least two thirds of the list we will not have considered. Yeah, exactly. So I'm super excited to find out who we have. So I think let's get to it. Let's get to the nine options for who our Kevin Costner's will be. Oh, Andy, Lordy. take it away. You got it. First of all, great list. It's so hard to pick <laughs> and, and having to do your own among those other names that you send. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. Everyone's a winner. Truly. It's an honor just, just to, to be, be nominated. nominated. <laughs> but some of you guys, like we all had at least one, if not a couple of 
of repeats on our list. So sure, that makes things sense. down pretty quick. But getting the nine is where we're at. So here we go. Number one, Spawn. Oh. Nice. Number two, Swamp Thing. Oh, that's a good one. Number three, The Mandalorian. Mando. Mando. <laughs> I had Baby Yoda on my list, but I was like, eh, I can't fall in love with him. I love him too much already. <laughs> <laughs> number four, Incredible Hulk. Nice. Uh, number five, Deadpool. Okay, okay. Number six, John McClane. Ooh. That was one of your repeats, by the way. You both put McClane on your list, and I thought that was awesome. I, I'm yeah, like, I that's bet. a hat to, that's a shoe. And then, uh, next, John Wick. Oh, nice. The last two are specifically mine Bugs Bunny. Oh, yeah. And Hermione Granger from Potter. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of dudes in this list. I had to get some ladies in there, or at least some crossdresser types. <laughs> Hell yeah, that is an awesome list. Thank you, Andy, for putting that together. So before we get going, before we take off on this, can you give us a couple of the ones that didn't make the list? Oh god, yes. So like I said, I put Baby Yoda on my list, but then I knew there was like the love thing to deal with, and I thought, well, how deep do I want to get? Even my wife was like, it's not okay. Let's not get arrested. <laughs> yeah, no, and I was like. Everyone loves Baby Yoda, and she's like, "You have a carnal knowledge." I was like, "All right, enough. I'm done." Yeah, it's like not not love <laughs> yeah, like that. No, one little nudge, and I'm done. The last one to make my list was Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, but I was right. like, I don't really know enough about her skill set, and I just didn't want to bring her to the fight and have her just misquote everything that she does or can do. Um, yeah, yeah. So there was one email that Matt and I shared where I was kind of like, "Well, oh yeah, who's on your list?" After he sent his, and I was like, "Well, I was thinking about some other people," and he was like. Well, don't make them too powerful. And so that made total sense. That was something that Aaron pointed out for the first yeah. one. He's like, you can't have like omnipotent people. Like a Thanos would not really work for this list because Thanos could take care of eight other guys. No problem. Yeah. You know, so it's like that takes some of the fun out of it. So we got to put the power dampeners on yeah. there. I thought if, if you do another one of these, you should just make it the all powerful list and see who can just hammer each other down like the end. Oh, yeah. I just cool. see that scene from Avengers Endgame where it's like Iron Man and they're all trying to pull off Thanos's pants. I mean, gloves. <laughs> <laughs> what version did you watch? Yeah. <laughs> Is that like that cats with buttholes version? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, All right. Sorry. So here's some of the guys that didn't make it. So McLean's list had Carnage on it, Blade, any of the Ninja Turtles also didn't make it. Or all four of them. Or all four. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, twisted. And then Matt, you had, I can't even say this guy's name. Ozymandias or Ozymandias. I had to yeah. look him up. He's from The Watchmen. Yeah, dude. I was lost on that one, but probably a really good pick. He was supposed to be, what, the smartest person alive or something? something exactly yeah. yeah yeah i think i think i could fall in love with oh, that easy except the one day you're like trying to make a point an argument and he keeps correcting you. oh yeah yeah I, I, <laughs> my current wife is smarter than me and i don't think she's the smartest man in the universe but i think that would add a, a whole new dimension to fights Ooh, yeah like he just verbally talks himself out of every fight <laughs> yeah you could but like i could keep throwing that he murdered new york city into his face like i could throw that in any fight <laughs> <laughs> you didn't take out the trash. Yeah, well, you murdered all of New York. Yeah. You dropped a giant squid on New York City. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I would just say giant squid. Yeah. You just have like a little <laughs> giant squid statue you can point to whenever you're He's like, you know, I asked you to lock the door. Giant squid. Mm, giant squid. <laughs> I know what to tell you. All right. So here's our field. Spawn, Swamp Thing, Mendo, Hulk, Deadpool, John McClane, John Wick, Bugs Bunny, and Hermione Granger. The only woman to ever make the list. Congratulations, Hermione. 
Hermione. Good job. Now, for this, immediately for the sake of the story that we're playing here, let's just say she's graduated. She's graduated. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> this is a 21-year-old <laughs> Hermione Green. Yeah, 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 she's a graduate. She's old enough to drink more than butterbeer. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we start? Andy, right off the bat, who's out for you? Oh, out. Yeah, do you oh, have, is there man. an immediate no way out? The only one that I can see who, I mean, John McClane, as, as much as I appreciate all of his efforts, I don't know if he could really pull off fighting like the Hulk and the Mandalorian. That's kind of, a, and it's unfortunate because I, I mean, he's probably one of the better lovers. He'll fight for you, but <laughs> I know. Here's the thing about John McClane that I think about, because I, I put him on the list. He's on my list. He was on your list too, Rumi. Yeah. So John McClane, you're getting kidnapped. He can't stop it. He'll be the one to show up at the last minute to save you, but he has to show up topless with a gun duct taped to his back and try the classic, like, I'm going to start laughing to see if everybody else starts laughing gig. And it's like, you don't know if he's going to save you. You will be dangled out of a giant building before he saves you. Like it's, you're not getting through this one clean. But see, I feel like like John Wick has a worse track record, right? Because he loses his dog, he loses his car. His wife was kind of a different story, but he lost his wife. John McClane <laughs> hasn't lost anything. And if you go through the movies, like the first movie, miraculous terrorist saving, yeah. right? Yep. Second movie, miraculous terrorist saving, except for that one plane, <laughs> <laughs> which wasn't his fault, but. Okay. Okay. And then the third one, again, Morse terrorist saving in New York City, completely different situation. He's got a, a half-ass sidekick that really helps sometimes, but also is a pain in the ass. Then the fourth one, he's got fucking an even worse sidekick, and he's still like shooting cars into helicopters. Then the next one, he's driving a truck and then a plane all around. It's like, is there nothing he can't do? And I agreed, he doesn't have powers, but he's got that ultimate machismo action hero aura around he him, does. where it's like the odds are against him but that's where he's comfortable and that's where he shines it's true but if based on like my bodyguard he's like would he be on time would he wear shoes <laughs> would he be any of those things that i really want out of a bodyguard like just putting on clothes for that guy is already a task he's like i'm curling my toes i'll be out in 10 oh, fuck. that's true if he has to fly to get to you then you're gonna be in trouble yeah. <laughs> right and from the movies we know he knows how to hold a grudge so he'd be, be kind of a pain in the ass is a love interest <sighs> well we know he was really trying to stick that marriage out and then the third one boop gone <laughs> gone, gone. <laughs> she's just a phone call away want to hear maybe some controversy here yeah go for it the one person that i would immediately put as out is mandalorian hmm. immediate like almost without hesitation all right what? Why, why? why Mando? So I love that show. And part of the reason I love that show is because he isn't Boba Fett. He doesn't just walk in and fucking kick ass. Kick ass right into a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a couple episodes where he, from the get-go, does a great job. He's always getting shot. He's always getting knocked over. He's always getting tricked. He really is like an everyman type of hero, in my opinion. Uh, we're talking There's about a Mando times... and not John McClane here? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fired. There's a lot of things where he... He walks into a firefight and gets his ass handed to him or needs a helping hand from the IG robot or something else. And he does stick it out in the end. So that's cool. In every comic or cartoon or whatever that I've read that has Boba yeah. Fett, he very rarely loses the upper hand. Whereas Mando, I think, and I'm not going to say Mando, <laughs> where Mandalorian lo loses the upper hand quite often. And I like that. I like that as his character. I like that for the show. I, I like that he is not the ultimate badass that theoretically Boba Fett 
or the Mandalorians could be. But for me, he's always getting knocked over. He's always getting shot. He's always getting fucked up. He's always getting his ass kicked with the exception of like one or two episodes. And he always pulls it out in the end. He couldn't take on a fucking what are those things called? A longhorn or a sharp horn? Some bullshit. He can't mm-hmm. do that. He's not going to take the Hulk. Yeah, I don't think he could take Swamp Thing. <laughs> You're right. He did need Baby Yoda's help for everything. That's true. Forever, like for real, right? For literally everything. Well, the only the only thing that I considered like a negative on Mandalorian was like the second he takes his helmet off and he does look like that like sweaty bulbousy like oh you got to stop wearing the armor to bed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's true. And I didn't think about that. I just thought about the bodyguard part of it. But I think as a person, he would be on my my list of possible people. to. I don't want to say love right away, but to date, like I could fall in love with him because he seems like a vulnerable person. He seems human. He he talks. So, you know, I'm on board with that. Oh, yeah, I'm more than John McClane. Stories. <laughs> he does have good stories. But the first time you guys screw, he's keeping the helmet on. You know, that's a fact. And it's just Dude, like, awkward. I'm not going to lie. There's been times in my actual past where I've asked people to wear yeah. that helmet during so <laughs> I was gonna say that's the one up and I'm like yeah the helmet yeah yeah exactly yeah you're just you're just putting another one of my broke <laughs> column there Ruby <laughs> oh my god well can you imagine you guys like you know he's your bodyguard it's like a fun like early relationship love is in the air it's really passionate you guys are sneaking off to the back of the limo and like he comes out and he's like straightening his suit up and he has lipstick all over his fucking helmet <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That situation. I'm wearing lipstick. <laughs> You're Whitney Houston. Remember? It is the way. <laughs> it's the way. <laughs> I guess you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm not saying I wouldn't. <laughs> That's pretty wrong. For the bodyguard aspect of it, do you think Mando could fight off, say, for Hulk? I mean, that's pretty tough. Hulk is... Hulk yeah. is Hulk. Again, he got his ass... Like, that that longhorn or whatever that thing was called, sharphorn, razorhorn, whatever that thing was called in the show, the thing that, almost that would have killed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have killed him if the baby wasn't there, right? Well, here's another question. Is the baby in tow? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> no, because I think during the hiring process, I if any, any <laughs> bounty hunter slash mercenary slash bodyguard was like, oh, by the way, I don't have childcare. I got to bring my kid in this little orb. I'd be like, uh, probably not then. He'd be like, oh, but he's a Jedi possibly. And I'm like, oh. And then we have to go to that HR meeting about discriminating against single moms and stuff. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I guess if he could prove to me that the baby was a Jedi and could help in a fight, that would be good for the bodyguard aspect. But I also think I'd have a hard time macking on him or him macking on me if it was the 90s when people said macking. <laughs> and also with the baby right there because that baby was always there Uh, mando didn't really get any not baby time you're you're getting plowed by mando and then you look over and the kid's looking at you i love love the thing where you're like oh he has to prove his his jedi nature powers or whatever and it just all of a sudden turned into the dancing frog in that cartoon it's just like ah do it do the force do it (laughs) (laughs) all right Rumi. so you said mando right off the bat no it's tough for me, but Spawn might be my first out. Really? How come? Because he's definitely a capable bodyguard. But, mm-hmm. well, theoretically, right. okay. His baggage that comes oh, with being yeah. Spawn mm-hmm. and like the brutality of Spawn. Like Kevin Costner or John McClane or Mando, they do what they have to do because it's a job. Spawn will turn his enemies inside out and impale them with ice cream scoops and leave them for the cops to find for fun. (laughs) Call me crazy, but that makes me feel safe. (laughs) 
<laughs> also, this is the one and only time where hamburger face is a negative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I hate, you know me. I hate hamburger face. I mean, first of all, it's mask on all the time, especially during the love stuff. No, no. So, so that's oh. the thing is Matt and I always have this argument. I love it when Deadpool has his mask off. I love it when the predator has his mask nope. off. Yeah. Nope. I, I hate it when Spider-Man has his mask off, but nope. I love it. If you're scarred up, I want to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're scarred up and then it's like, whoa. Yeah. But like, what if you're, Rumi, what if you're making out? Like, you want hamburger face making out? <sighs> this is the one time where it might not work for me. That's that's purely <laughs> purely on the love aspect. Spawn might be out. He might be the most capable guy out there. On his resume, you're like, okay, you, you fought Satan in one, killed a bunch of minions, killed an angel. Ooh, right here it says, took a KKK leader, turned him black, and then let his friends hang him. That's fucking harsh, dude. That is gnarly. You are a prime candidate it and then he takes off the mask and you're like whoa whoa you will not do well in the bikini portion of this interview process <laughs> you know spawn was i don't know if he was on either of your lists but he was on he was one of my picks for sure or one of my suggestions at least and part of me was because he is like this trained killer with guns and weapons and stuff. He also now has the powers of Spawn, including like magic, right? Which the comics, at least in the first hundred or two issues, they slowly and then very fastly kind of forget the magic stuff. But he's super powerful. So I think his benefits as a bodyguard is pretty apparent. And he has a lot of downfall, like you said, the baggage. But the baggage comes from him being super passionate. He literally came back from hell, made a deal with the devil for the love of his life. So I feel like he would do his best to provide for me because I'm a fucking catch. I'm going to tell both of you right now. Um, Andy, we don't know each other that well, but Rumi, we live together and you know how fucking great I am. I think I think Spawn would fall. <laughs> I think Spawn would fall in love with me. And that sort of I'll fight through hell to be with you commitment. I think that would that would come in handy both in the bodyguarding and in the Kevin Costner of my, of our relationship. I think you're digging a grave there. I think you're just going to be second fiddle to his first wife and he'll be like, oh, you know, I went through hell for my first wife. Oh, I didn't think about that. And then on top of that, what if he starts going like, hey, you know what? You, you look good in this outfit. Yeah. Oh, wait, try this on. You look good. Like, you know what? You should grow your hair out. And you're like, I'm starting to look more like your ex, aren't I? And he's just like, no, no. Huh? <laughs> your slender African-American <laughs> female <laughs> wife. <laughs> he's like, you should tan more. And Rumi's like, I'm a redhead. This is not going to work. So in the first bodyguard, RoboCop was on there. And I'm a huge RoboCop fan, but he was one of my early outs because he would have that like constant memory of like, I still love my wife. I have human dreams. Uh, 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 and like just fall apart every 10 minutes about it. And I feel like Spawn might you have that You still too. do the RoboCop impression with your body every time you talk about him. Uh, 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 you wiggle your chest back and forth <laughs> that's robocop having a nightmare seizure in his baby food chair <laughs> so here's a question yeah so so now if you pick spawn matt let's let's just do the scenario you pick spawn and then all these other nine dudes who would be his biggest challenge pound for pound incredible hulk is a hard one just because i in my 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 favorite hulk is the hulk that gets more powerful the angrier he gets so it's just like i mean it just it's an exponential rage that just keeps building 
And I think Spawn has the the arsenal and the stamina and the power to fight that back. But Spawn also, like Mandalorian, Spawn has gotten his ass handed to him many times. He almost always tries to come back, but I could see the Hulk fucking flattening Spawn a couple times. So I think that's a hard one. Bugs Bunny is a great fucking pull for this list because it's like essentially magic, right? How do you stop Bugs Bunny from doing something he does? He wants to get done. And to be fair, Bugs always wins. Like you've never seen Bugs lose a fight yeah, or anything. That's right. And I like that really is a big thing. And I also think that the nature of Spawn, like I said, being so passionate, he leads with his heart before anything else. And it's very easy to rile him up to the point of doing something stupid. And Bugs is known for doing that in his adversary. So <laughs> I think Bugs could very easily poke Spawn's button. And uh, Warner Brothers or Todd McFarlane, if either or both of you are listening, I would love that fucking crossover. That would be amazing to watch. Do you think Spawn would fall for Bugs Bunny and drag? <laughs> Absolutely. You can't help it. <laughs> they always do. It's known. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. That's fucking great. I think Hermione Granger would have a really good go at Spawn. And hear me out. She's not a super powerful, like, strong person, but she's just got one of those magic wand spells. She says some of that Harry Potter shit and suddenly Spawn's locked in a box. She has magic spells to fight demons. Sure. And I think she potentially could be one of the most powerful people here. And I admit that I'm not the most well-versed in Harry Potter, but she's not like one of the strongest wizards in that world, as far as I understand. She's not right? like the strongest, but she's definitely like the most book smarts one. She'll know sure, everything. Sure, she's formidable, yeah, she right? she knows a lot. But I just feel like against some of these people, like we have killers on this list. We have complete, dis- like, is she going to be able to hold her shit together enough to get a spell out if the Hulk is charging? I I think she'd be good you know, at that. And, or, and at the very least, we just disapparate off to somewhere mm-hmm. else. You know, she, they can just grab you and yank oh, you so out. She, of there. Oh, I see. Oh, so she might not be a offensive bodyguard. She's like but she a might sniper. be a defensive one. She could get she you could away. Be really good she at could be defense. You're right about the offense, though. She's not a murderer by any means, unless there's some fan fiction out there I haven't read. <laughs> you say that as if the odds on that are low. I'm encouraging people to do it. Like, go for it. Hermione Granger, stealth assassin. I'm going to tell you right now, I only know her a little bit about her character, and I don't think I could date anyone like that. But And I hate to sound like someone from the 50s, but the fact that she's a woman makes the love aspect of her way better than anybody else on this list. Yeah. Like The emotional relationship I think I could have with some of these other people might be stronger, but physically, I think she's probably the most attractive to me well i mean you're whitney houston whitney houston and hermione granger it could be pretty hot yeah that's not bad are you you're you're, so you're saying that we're not the whitney houston character we are whitney houston sure why not (laughs) (laughs) whatever suits your scenario my dude i mean if you want to be matt superstar singer matt i'm fine with that but if it helps last time we were doing it i was picturing like batman holding me in his arms Uh, that's part of why in my mind i look like me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were the big spoon in that scenario if i recall <laughs> no i would I, w- I would take either one i'm not i'm not usually the little spoon so it would be nice to try just it. like an arm around him <clears throat> yeah i'd give it a shot so talking about spooning swamp thing is cold and wet to the touch do we agree with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he can change shape and everything right so he could maybe find some dry patches i guess i guess i just think overall i think that physically might be a tough and also probably emotionally because i think like Rumi said about Spawn, I think Swamp Thing's got some good baggage on him. Here's here's the thing, though. From watching the Swamp Thing movies recently and reading the Alan Moore run of Swamp Thing, 
Swamp Thing is the most passionate person on this list. And I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, also, like, look, the Swamp Thing run where he and Abby Arcane finally, like, have an intimate connection. She's like, I love you. I want to love you. And he's like, I can never give you physical love because I'm a Ken doll down there. I got nothing. And she's like, you could make a branch. He's like, no, we're not doing that. That'd be terrible. I'm covered with Swamp Slime. Like, you just do not want Swamp Slime up in there. I'm just Hey, saying. kudos for her for being down. Right? <laughs> he goes, here, try this. And he pulls this fucking like mushroom or potato out of his body hands it to her she noms on it and they suddenly have this like cohesive like co-trip going on where they're both tripping balls and having this like super like high on ecstasy sexual connection she's like oh my god i've never felt anything like that in my life in the movie return of swamp thing heather locklear has this moment and it is the cheesiest thing you've ever seen in the comic books it's one of the most amazing like asexual moments to show action without there actually being sex and the movie they just blow over it like she's like yeah i'm tripping balls this is great you're like oh my god so i think on a sexual level swamp thing could really get the job done um and just to be like for me I'm really, really a hot sleeper, so I have to keep a fan on me at all times. So the swampy, cool skin is not a bad thing for me. I'm actually into it. You're the big spoon or your little spoon? I'll be a little spoon spoon for that one. I'll take, like, if you can make a field of moss for me to lay down in, I'll just be, like, curling myself into it. Yeah. He can turn into a blanket for you. (laughs) Whose pull was Swamp Thing? Oh, that was McLean. Mine. For sure. That was good, dude. That was was pretty good. I like that. I think Swamp Thing would be really great. I mean, certainly he has baggage because he's like, I used to be human and he hates that shit, but I, I I think Swamp Thing's a, a pretty solid pick for As me. As a bodyguard, how is he going to take on some of these other people? How like how the Hulk? How is he going to take the Hulk on? Dude, Swamp Thing has like almost defeated Superman. The Hulk, he could just like fucking throw like some poison darts at him and like calm his ass out because he can chill you out with his poison like, darts. What darts are penetrating the Hulk? Okay, he can blow <laughs> some spores at Hulk. How about that? Okay, and That's Hulk better. sues the fuck out and he just chills him out. Like he trips balls and has the best. Orgasm of his life on uh, Heather Locklear style. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and I get super jealous. Could you imagine seeing that if you're just a hiker one day and the Hulk is just like, oh, and you're like, oh my god, what? Hulk see colors never seen before. Oh. Just rubbing up against trees like a dried up hippie. Oh god. Actually, Swamp Thing is a good pick. Swamp Thing could, I think Swamp Thing could easily take down the Johns, John McClane and John Wick. Yep. Pretty quickly. I think Hermione, I think he, oh, you know what? Him, Swamp Thing versus Hermione would be a tough fight because I think, I don't think Hermione is a fighter. So I don't think she wants to fight anybody. And I really don't think Swamp Thing is overall as well. I've seen him fucking throw down when he or something he cares about is threatened. Mm -hmm. But I can't imagine him going after Hermione. You know what I mean? Yeah. More of a defense. So I think that would be, yeah, I think they both play a defensive fight against each other you know what i mean like they mm-hmm. wouldn't really yeah. be pounding after each other but that i think that would probably be one of his hardest fights i think well and she also knows her botany magic plant yeah. shit oh yeah i think he would have a tough time against spawn too yes i agree with that but i feel like i think swamp thing could probably fight smarter than spawn could and he could you know plant magic spawn up he could probably i don't know what he could do but 
if you could, if you think he could take the Hulk down that easy, I'm sure he could take down Spawn. Although I don't think Spawn necessarily needs to breathe, so I don't know if spores would do anything. I don't know if Spawn can be poisoned. Yeah, but Spawn would just walk into the swamp with a can of gas. He doesn't really need much and just start lighting shit on fire. And then when like Swamp Thing comes to fight him, he's like, come at me, bro. See you in hell. Hope you like the fireplace. As always, guys, any of you guys who can, can make art, if anybody wants to imagine any of these scenarios or any of these fights, that would be fucking cool as hell because I'm thinking of like an awesome Spawn versus Swamp fight right now. I'm still stuck about me being spooned by the Swamp Thing with this little mossy grass area. <laughs> That's the one I wanted everyone to draw. <laughs> but I, didn't, I just didn't want to say it. I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> Someone I need framed in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> living room, put it in the bedroom. Ooh, yeah, romance. <laughs> this was on my list. I don't know who else's list this is on, but Deadpool. Yeah, you were the only one with Deadpool, and I I like that pick. Uh, just because, I mean, cannot be killed. You can you can harm him pretty pretty good, but you know you just gotta wait. Takes a lot to kill this dude. Yeah. yeah, he's basically like Wolverine from the last list. He has the healing powers. You know from the movies, you know he'd let you try freaky shit with him. <laughs> 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 I just watched Deadpool 2 like the last couple of days. It took me a couple of days to get through it because life is fucking crazy, but I just watched it. Rumi, I think you know this. Listeners, I don't know if I've said it before, but Ryan Reynolds is probably my biggest male celebrity crush, I think. So if we're talking Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, that really puts that 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 pick up there for me hardcore. And I'm going to tell you right now, and, and, and this has been posed to me, I would not make physical love with Ryan Reynolds. Not even for a million dollars for sure there's no way that i would now (laughs) would i let him cuddle me maybe would i cuddle him maybe but like would i go out on a date with him and laugh at his ass the entire time absolutely (laughs) so deadpool i think (laughs) deadpool i think would be a a really good person for me to fall in love with if it's that deadpool because it would be funny as hell i also think how Spider-Man always tells jokes and stuff while he's fighting as like his own defense mechanism to, to keep his himself grounded. I think if all these eight people were coming after me and Deadpool was protecting me while being so goofy and silly, I would find it charming and I would feel a lot like safer and, and, and less in danger. It would make the experience less scary for me. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool is pretty high on your list. I, Deadpool's up there for me. Well, he's also, like we said, he's n- near indestructible. He's a really good mm-hmm. fighter. I don't know that he is as good a fighter as Wolverine. Like, do not let Deadpool hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine was a good fighter on our last list. I don't know that Deadpool is the same level of <laughs> offensive or defensive fighter, but he could take a lot of punishment. So I feel like we could. I feel like he could help with that. So I think he's a pretty good pull. I won't say he's my favorite yet, but right now he's looking pretty good. So my wife, I, I was talking to her about my list, and uh, I told her Deadpool, and she goes, "Oh, he'd be so annoying." I'm like, why? I was like, because he'd be like fighting the guy out in the woods in the cabin and like cracking jokes the whole time I'm like come on take it seriously here and do your job and i was like oh. if, if if i had talked about this to my wife and she had said that i would have been like babe you married that guy like what are you talking about i also told her that i put teenage mutant ninja turtles on my list and she goes wait you put on a list for a bodyguard that you fall in love with teenagers and i was like oh. <laughs> i got that same backlash the little baby yoda oh well <laughs> Like, yeah, he's adorable. Well, let me ask you this. Between a fight with uh, Bugs Bunny and Deadpool, who's going to beat the other one in that one? They're always just going to be joking with each other. It's going to be just nonstop improv. And then eventually you just have to walk away and hire someone else. They're the same. (laughs) Yeah. They would would go off and form their own team. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what you got to either walk away as a draw, a draw or team <laughs> up. I don't think there's a a winner in that one. I honestly um, the problem with Deadpool is I think he would be like, "Okay, I'm going to go off to fight Bugs Bunny and all these other fuckers." And like he's beaten Hulk before in like some goofy fashion. I think he could take Mando pretty easy. Swamp Thing might be trouble, but I think Deadpool could figure out a way to pacify Swamp Thing, maybe not defeat him, but but some form of comedic pacification spawn and deadpool would be pretty interesting because they have very similar powers as far as being able to like pull giant guns out from anywhere i think deadpool's got john mcclain john wick down pretty fast but john wick would be a fun fight with deadpool Ooh, i'd like that well the fact that deadpool's indestructible i think is what makes him win that fight yeah. right exactly right i think that would be a great fight and the ability to fight would probably be very similar and it'll be a great fucking fight to watch yeah but i think the fact that deadpool is indestructible i mean theoretically he could just walk up to John Wick, regardless of what John Wick was throwing at him. Yeah, pretty much. He could much. figure it out. But I, the biggest worry I have between Deadpool and Bugs Bunny is he's out in the woods for an hour and I'm like, they've been out there a long time. I don't hear a lot of fighting. In fact, I hear a lot of laughing. And suddenly he comes back in. I hear a lot of laughing. And Deadpool kills me. And he's like, I don't know. I talked to this webbit for 20 minutes. He's a real laugh riot. And uh, he convinced me you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> he convinced right? me. It's just He's got a better argument. I love the idea in that situation, they're actually making you each other laugh like yeah. they're not laugh like in most of in most Bugs Bunny things he's not laughing at himself or the other people and same yeah. with Deadpool but I love the idea that they're fighting so much that they're and, and joking so much that they're laughing at each uh, other I still have that scenario where you're just sitting in the cabin scared to death and you're just like oh my god <laughs> and then you hear like tee, tee, and you're like go look outside and there's like a fire and they're just laughing at each other making jokes <laughs> well like he comes out Deadpool comes out Bugs Bunny shows up in a dress and he's like wait are you trying to pull the man in a dress gag with me like please I'm not going to fall for that and Bugs Bunny's like no nah, I just wanted to kick your ass in a dress and he's like I approve <laughs> <laughs> yeah now I love you yeah <laughs> marry me so Bugs Bunny is a great pull Bugs Bunny would be towards my top of this list too except in the relationship thing He's selfish. Even if I fell for Bugs Bunny, which I wouldn't. Yeah, he's absolutely selfish. I don't think he's there for you at all. I just watched Space Jam for the first time this week. Ooh. And Bugs Bunny likes that hot rabbit girl. You're, you're ruining your roommate's life right now. He's like, what? <laughs> I never saw it before. Yeah. It has the baseball player, Michael mm -hmm. Jordan, in it. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> It's there's the hot bunny in it that he kind of has a crush on, but like who cares and nothing happens. He's not a lover. Like I don't think he's trying to do anything for you. Everything is for him for whatever reason. I'm pretty sure that's Bugs Bunny's motivation, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. No, everything and and everything's for a joke. Everything would be a joke, and even even when you're trying to have this tender moment, and this could be the problem with Deadpool too. But I feel like it's Deadpool the problem with my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Deadpool can hold it together because we've seen him in relationships in movies where he, sure. he can be very serious and focused, but I don't think Bugs Bunny would ever do that. I agree. That's I totally true. Agree. Mostly he'd be just, what, napping, eating carrots. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. You might get the good uh, head massage and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with his toes. <laughs> But other than that, yeah, he's probably in the love department is failing very much. So I got to bring up Hulk. So who was Hulk's? Was that me? Okay. That was Talk me. to me about Hulk. Why is he on your list? He was just, I was like, what force would I want to stand behind? No, Rumi. The Hulk stands behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's defending me? The fucking Hulk. That's just a, a, a wall of rage. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. I would not date the Hulk or, or Bruce Banner. Yeah, I was going to say, are, are you dating both of them? 
I guess it depends on which Hulk we have going on, yeah. but all of them are trouble. N- none of those are a good relationship, right? What, well, what if he's smart Hulk from like a- Avengers Endgame when he's like smart Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner Hulk? Um, that's the least fun one of all of them. <laughs> you know, that's like dating like a smart, safe girl who's not that hot, but she's hot enough. But, you know, it's like, ah, uh, that's vanilla. Great. We got we got a C plus on all this. Great. <laughs> Medium all the way through. Great job. Yeah, right. All right cool. <laughs> No, but I think like that Hulk, although fucking the Hulk is not like ripping shit up. He's not the destroyer Hulk. And I want, I want that. I want like the ultimates Hulk that's fucking eating people. I want just raise the fucking ground Hulk just destroying shit. Oh, he'll destroy your shit. All right. I feel like you're you're the type of person who like would buy a flamethrower not for the practicality, but just because I got a fucking flamethrower, guys, and I can just like burn everything. Like you want a Hulk just to see the awesomeness of the Hulk in action, not for the well, practicality again, if, if, if you, of having. If you say you got to pick one of these things to protect you from all of them. I don't think the Hulk would have trouble protecting me from any or even all of these people, yeah. even at the same time. Mm-hmm. The only thing was if if there's only one Hulk and there's eight other people, so there's directionality might be a factor. But other than that, he could take all i think he could take all these people ultimately without much trouble now again like deadpool bugs bunny uh swamp thing spawn they definitely could take him but my money is not easily laid down on that table regard on, on either side of it i do think when when you think about it like all eight of these are coming at you hard and we'll get into it when we go into when we pick our final picks here in a minute and 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 we go through the scenario of what that fight is for them to win and carry you out of the rubble in their arms while Whitney Houston (laughs) screams, I will always love you. Like, we'll have to think about that. But I, I agree that Hulk, Swamp Thing, and Spawn right now, to me, are the ones that could fight everybody at once and win or lose, they're the ones who have like the most power against the other eight. Mm. And I also feel like, for all intents and purposes, a bodyguard should stop a fight before it starts, right? And I think if you're coming up to start trouble with someone, the bigger, the meaner, the more intimidating the bodyguard, the less chance that you're going to follow through with that bullshit. You walk up and you see a fucking like eight foot tall green guy with a suit on and sunglasses with like giant neck veins. Like maybe you're not going to start that that problem. Maybe you're not going to start that fight or take that shot. You'll be like, I know. Just think about the logistics of just going to a restaurant with an eight foot tall green guy. It's like, fuck, back door again. Patio. Patio. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you don't have patio. I already, I already thought about that patio. <laughs> Think of all the downtime that the bodyguard has, a lot of waiting around and, and being fairly vigilant, but there's a lot of downtime. And if there's one thing I do know about the Hulk, he does not do well with downtime. Give him little chores. Be like, hey, can you put the, the new tire on that car? Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Watching the Hulk just do house chores in his big hands and he just keeps snapping things in half, just getting frustrated and angry and just like, oh, more. <laughs> you suddenly get a phone call and it's like your neighbor from down the block. <laughs> And you're like, hey, how's it going? They're like, um, your car's in my front yard. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, it, just, it just fell out of the sky. And now it's in my front yard. Your car is on my front yard. <laughs> Imagine sending him out and be like, you got to go walk your dog. Go walk Rufio right now, Hulk. He's like, oh, good. Third time today. Uh. <laughs> just him with the tiniest little dog. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get a one hand yeah. inside the dog bag to pick up after. It's like, yeah, just like trying to pick up like the leash. He's like trying to pick up a piece of dental floss like off the counter. You can't really grab. <laughs> That's how he picks up the leash. <laughs> oh my god! Also, I don't want that anger in my home. I mean, as a relationship, the Hulk would be a pretty shitty date. What about Banner? If he if he was a a changing Hulk, 
<laughs> you're like, you didn't take out the trash, Bruce, and I didn't like the way you talked to me. I feel condescending. He's like, you're making me angry. You wouldn't like me when you're angry. Oh, well, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Oh, I put my hands on my hip. It'd be, pout. be even worse than that. You'd be like, I don't know. Where do you want to eat tonight? And you'd be like, I told you where I want to go. Do you tell me where you want to go? Just escalate, escalate, escalate. No. It escalates. <laughs> that's true. I guess, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big relationship bomb right there. <laughs> you wouldn't like when I'm angry because I pout with both lips. I'll play passive aggressive all day. You watch, mister. <laughs> I love the idea of telling someone you're going to be passive aggressive. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> That's the best win ever. You pass aggressed your passive aggression. <laughs> oh, man. So John Wick. Let's talk about John Wick. I just think he's super fucking badass, but I don't think he'd be good in a relationship. I think it'd actually be great in a relationship, but I don't think he would last in a fight against any two of these people for long. I will say if you were just remaking the movie, The Bodyguard, instead of Kevin Costner, you had John Wick, it'd be a fucking good movie. Also really short. Oh yeah, yeah, be yeah super really cool. Short. Really short. Cause he'd be like, you're being stopped. You just had a bunch of like Russian terrorists trying to ca- like kill her instead of one guy. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like, if he's like one guy stalking you, hold on i'll be right back 10 minutes later he's like all right done that took care of that all right so you still need a bodyguard i feel like that would just be a text (laughs) (laughs) and send okay cool cool took care of that can i get paid up front (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i just love the idea of john wick in a snowy forest outside of a cabin just shooting motherfuckers just blowing away mando just killing john mcclain because he's barefoot in the snow come on yeah yeah i don't know if he can kill mando though because man mandalorian's got that best car he does might be a better fighter but i think mandalorian's armor could stand up to john wick's fighting you think mando could beat john wick Mm. well he's got the flamethrower and everything too so that's the thing it depends on the situation first of all who's attacking who and like who's defending what because that makes us that makes a difference i think and also like how prepared are they for each other for the sake of the the preparedness i hate that argument no you you're prepared for an onslaught no matter what well the thing is like in mandalorian they've made out that best car is a really strong Super shit strong. right mm-hmm. in anything we've seen with john wick he's got some armor piercing rounds and shit but are we assuming that those can pierce best car or he does have a bulletproof mm. suit though true <laughs> it's not much against his gun though what if he sneaks up behind him and just like garrots him garrots uh mandalorian yeah mandalorian is the kind of guy who could get garroted because he uh, keeps getting not paying attention <laughs> if, if he doesn't have that baby with him he's like okay they made me put the child up in daycare <laughs> If he's not there to help him, I, you know, I think I, you're right, though. Mando does often have very close calls that gets him in mm-hmm. deep, deep water pretty fast. If Mandalorian is the bodyguard and John Wick is trying to get by him, like John Wick has that motivation to come and kill me or kill you for whatever reason, I think that like John Wick would be loaded for bear for that. As opposed to if John Wick is protecting you and Mandalorian is coming in, maybe John Wick would do some booby traps. We haven't really, haven't really seen him do too many booby traps. We've seen him like set up a kill zone where he put hides guns in different places yeah. so that as he retreats he has more right. guns but that'd be interesting that would be a cool fucking comic <laughs> how close is he to that hotel yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true although the thing is nobody on this list would give a shit about that hotel <laughs> he's the only one that would have the rules for the hotel right because it was like the guild yeah. right well but to be fair think of your downtime with john wick old cars likes dogs snappy dresser fancy restaurants like eh. yeah keanu reeves is he seems like he's a good-looking guy and from all accounts it seems like he's a really like nice guy motorcycles all the time yeah right yeah right he can ride horses i've seen him ride horses 
Go surfing. <laughs> yeah, he's a good surfing. Time travel in phone booths. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's John Wick, not Keanu Reeves. Uh, all right. <laughs> this isn't the actor swap episode, you guys. I changed my list. <laughs> my foot's different. Uh, I'm saying John Wick is definitely a, a stronger love candidate than fighting candidate. Yeah. On this list, who do you think is probably your best emotional connection? Who do you think would be the best like love interest for the bodyguard? Hmm. I think John Wick is up there for sure. Yeah, maybe Deadpool. I also think Deadpool's up there. Strictly emotional. We're not talking about physical right. or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're banging. Come on. What is this? No, no, no. But I'm, I'm, that's what I'm asking. Am I taking that into account? Because Deadpool, I could fall in love with Deadpool, but I don't know if I could kiss that hamburger face. <laughs> he can keep the mask on. I don't know. Just do it with your eyes shut. You'll be fine. All right. Fair enough, Andy. <laughs> also, compared to Spawn, he's not that bad of a hamburger face. Swamp Thing, I'm going to say, is a real good emotional connection because I think that's the epicenter of that entire character. And in the movies and the shows and stuff, he's a really nice guy. I forgot about that's this a huge show. Plus. Have you seen the new show? No. It got canceled after 10 episodes. It was immediately, yeah. Awesome. But it was, I heard it was great. Oh, really? Really, really cool. It had great body horror. What was it on? It was on like DC's streaming thing, but... Uh, Oh, that's why. Was there an old live action show? Yes, there was an old live action yeah, show too with the guy who was in the movie. And there was a cartoon. Dang. The old actor, I can't remember his name right now, so sorry guys, but he had this awesome like Optimus Prime voice too. Oh, nice. Very, mm. very soothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's why he's yeah. on your list. Read to me. Oh. I'm saying Swamp Thing is a good emotion. Deadpool would be, I don't think Deadpool would be good. I think Deadpool would be fun. And I think that's a pretty big distinction that we should make because we all, Andy, I don't know anything about you, but I'm going to guess at some point you dated someone or something that you knew was not the right thing, but you're like, this is going to be awesome. Oh, sure. Rumi, I know you've done that. (laughs) And I think that's what Deadpool is because I don't think Deadpool is the most secure. I don't think that's the, like, he's pretty self-destructive and I think he wears that on his sleeve. Yeah. And I know I've dated a girl like that where I'm like, but it'll be awesome some of the time. (laughs) Andy, what about you? Who's your Kevin Costner emotional clutch here? I think for me, it's probably going to be Hermione Granger because I feel like she fits Mm. that mold perfectly where she's going to be like, I'm here about business. I'm doing this thing. It's work. It's not the fun. But then we slip into that old pattern of like, oh, I just need help getting a skirt. And you're like, oh, fuck, here you go. And then eventually she's like, oh, messed up. Wait, wait, can we back up here? I don't know a lot about the books, but what does she need help getting a skirt? Oh, I'm talking about the movie. When she's like, you hand me a skirt? And he's all, I'm not here to help you shop. Oh, I didn't realize that was a scene from the movie. I was like, how do you help a woman get a skirt? (laughs) That sounds... That's certainly, and like, in my mind, I honestly thought it was in a closet that was too high for her to reach. And I was like, that's about as much skirt helping as I can give. That's how she starts flirting with him. And she's trying to get him to go shopping with her. And like, yeah. you know, it's, you know, fun time. I see. But she's All also, right. she doesn't have a lot of the baggage a lot of these other people have. She's not really self-centered. She's a very giving type. So I feel like she would be emotionally the best to be with. And you know, even though she's an adult in our scenario, she mm-hmm. still has that school right. Google uniform somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say the other drawback, this is a double-edged sword here for sure, and we know this from experience, but she's also the only woman on the list, so you're going to have to deal with all that nonsense. 
There's times where she'd be flipping out and you'd look over at the Hulk and be like, <laughs> He'd just box one at you and be like, could have been us, but you plan. Yeah. <laughs> Spawn is like, wow, she's pretty moody. You're like, I know, man. And Bugs and Deadpool just snickering at each other like, honeymoon's over. <laughs> She goes, I'll tell you how passive aggressive I can be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but the magic, though, dude. And you know I love magic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what that would be like for you. Oh, my God. It's just every day. No. No fucking way. No fucking yeah, way. Yeah. I'm like, what? What? She's just like, I'm sweeping. It's all that is. It's sweeping. It's nothing. Yeah. I'm not doing any magic. But, Come on. <laughs> sweeping is magic to Rumi because he never cleans up. <laughs> it's like, whoa, the floors are spotless. Yeah, you just fucking take a broom and rub it on it, bro. Somewhere my wife is listening going, you can say that again. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be reading user comments for this one. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So this is the moment, guys. We've heard our interviews. We've had our discussion we're going to take a moment we got to think about who we're going to pick and then run through the scenario where they battle and save you so we'll be back in just a moment with the bodyguard part two he's dancing (laughs) hold your hold your headphones while you do that there, yeah, there you go. Ruby's lip-syncing into the mic. <laughs> he's like, now, he's, now he's holding one of his hand headphones so it looks authentic. Oh, the sax is Now he's playing the thumb saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Can you imagine having to record that song? You're just a bored drummer. Be like, I used to play for Halen, man. <laughs> 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 Oh my God. In lieu of a pulp culture countdown, we are going to break down our bodyguard moment. We've been hunted by this horrible stalker who's hell bent on killing us. We've retreated to our cabin in the woods. There's snow on the ground and we are there with our bodyguard and he is going to defend us against or she or she against all eight (laughs) of these other crazy people. As a reminder, it is Spawn, Swamp Thing, Mando, Hulk, Deadpool, John McClane, John Witt, Bugs Bunny, and Hermione. Miney Granger as an adult. (laughs) 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 Gotta keep reiterating, she's an adult. (laughs) So, Andy, as our guest, will you please lead us off with your bodyguard pick? It was a lot of thinking, a lot of considerations. There's a lot to fight for here because there's so many good fighters. There's maybe two good lovers. But I'm still, I'm still gonna lean on Hermione Granger as my my pick overall. And it's the magic is really what seals it for me. She's got some magic. It's not like crazy magic, so I know she's gonna have a hard time, especially with people like like the Hulk is gonna be a problem. I still think she can do it though. And if 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 all else fails, she can defend me no matter what. As far as like, I mean, John McClane doesn't even make it to the cabin. He's got frostbite, so he doesn't he doesn't get there. <laughs> He's in a tank top and shoes. <laughs> He's just like take the, yeah, take up, no shoes. 
Bugs Bunny and Deadpool, I mean, they might make it to the cabin if they don't bump into each other first and they just start laughing at each other. But I think she can take Deadpool no problem and everything like that. John Wick, John Wick might be a problem for her just because he's kind of stealth and if he gets a hand on her or anything, she's she's going to be fucked and then I'm dead. But I think she could do enough, probably just like doing spells to get me out of there, plus covering ourselves and everything like that. I think she's, she'd make that. Swamp Thing would be kind of a... I mean, she does have herbology. Yeah. She can cast spells, maybe just like ties them up somehow and just leaves them out there like permanently. Yeah. Maybe something like that. But Spawn is the one that's like... <laughs> I'd hate to pick Hermione and then find like Spawn got to her and then just see the <laughs> the decimation he's <laughs> laid out on her and just like, oh God. Well, he's definitely like probably the most violent, but he's also the most powerful here, I think, right? Pound for pound. I think he's got the most power. Well, yeah, the powers of hell and everything. Yeah, if you were to argue an overpowered person, Spawn might be our most powerful guy on the on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you you could we could figure out how to make him work. <laughs> I think Hermione and Spawn would be the hardest one, even though I think she has has some magic to fight him. I mean, he is Voldemort level fucking badass at this point. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think for Hulk, she could go inside his memories and like implant some like calming thing on him. I think she could figure out how to get other plants to fight Swamp Thing while we got away. All that Spawn and I mean, I think she has everybody else, but Spawn and her would be like an epic battle. They're out in the snow and I just see like laser bolts firing at each other and like Ooh, Spawn yeah. shooting bullets at her and shooting fucking crazy. She'd get pretty messed up, I think. <laughs> yeah, I still live for that image of her just carrying me out of the house and my arms are wrapped around her. <laughs> And she throws one of her, like, Hogwarts scarves around my neck, and I'm like, oh. And she, yeah, she's in the cloak, right? Yeah. The Sith robe? Yeah, she's wearing her, her Hogwarts scarf. Nice. All right, Rumi. Have you ever, Andy, you you live in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Have you ever been to Warner Brothers and been sorted? Yes, I have. And what, what house are you? I am a Slytherin. Mm. Would that have any impact on the relationship? Oh, you bet you. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I hate half bloods, which she is. Ah. Passive aggressive gets kicked up a notch. <laughs> That's right. At least my parents were pure blood. <laughs> yeah, that could get ugly really quick. <laughs> Yeah, I'd get, just think about that before you put a ring on it or anything. <laughs> Maybe we date for a while first, and then it's like, all right, this ain't going to work. Oh, but like the allure of the forbidden love is almost what makes it sexy, right? <laughs> oh, until I have to explain <laughs> to all my friends, like, keep it down a notch. <laughs> Draco Malfoy isn't getting invited over for any dinner soon. Oh, he'll know. <laughs> that could be trouble just all the way around. <laughs> Guess who you're dating? Oh, <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> oh, no. She's a good pull, and I think she's powerful, and she's the only one with a vagina, which is a plus. I'm just going to say it. I don't want to sound sexist, but it's not sexist if you're just being a straight guy. You can't be sexist but, being so sexy. Yeah, yeah, but I agree with you, and you said, Andy, it was almost your words. You said, if any, if uh, I think you said John Wick, if John Wick gets a hand on her, yeah. I think anyone gets that close to her, game over. True. Like, anyone gets that close. Even spell but I think you're right. She does have that like whisk you away bullshit. Broop. You could just broop away. <laughs> she misses my hand and leaves me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad choice for sure. But all her communications comes with owls. You're like, can we just get you a cell phone? She's like, no. And you're like waiting for the owl to Call show me. up. Always. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> all right, Matt, who is your pick? All right. So we're in the cabin, right? And outside the cabin, it's an aerial shot looking down at the cabin. Mm -hmm. Coming on one side of the cabin is John Wick. 
on the other angle of the cabin, they're approaching the same corner of the house, is John McClane. And they're getting closer and closer. And just before they round the corner, there's a flash and both of their heads roll into the snow, leaving red trails behind them. There's a katana blade dripping blood. And then Deadpool says some funny ass shit about <laughs> killing two Johns. And he makes a double pun about John Wick movies nice. and, and Die Hard movies. <laughs> I'm going with Deadpool, and I think he'd have no problem with those two. I think, actually, he might have problem with Hermione because of the the magic. Like we said, if he could get to her, if she couldn't just immediately destroy him with magic, I think he could take her. Although I do think he would, she would actually be one of the hardest ones for him to take. Again, Bugs Bunny, I don't think that they would fall in love with each other. Yeah. Not only do I not worry about that kind of nonsense with my relationships, because I think I'm the fucking best, but I also think that there's a chance that they would just get into a never-ending one-up contest where they just kept doing things back and forth forever, forever, forever. I'm on board that the fighter in him would realize he's either got to take everybody else out first and then do that bullshit with Bugs Bunny, which still leaves me safe. And I adore him in the love aspect because he's keeping me safe by keeping Bugs Bunny occupied after killing everybody else. The Hulk, like we've said, I think he has fought and probably beaten the Hulk before. I don't know if he could kill him or stop him forever, but I think he could fend him off. And I think it would be adorable to watch him do it. Mandalorian, I think he's got that in the bag. I think that would be a really fun, cool fight. And that's the kind of fight that I would watch being like, this is awesome. Like, this is, I know he's going to win. I'm pretty sure he's going to win, but this is going to be fun and awesome to watch. Swamp Thing, I think, would be a harder fight because Deadpool is not existentially trying to fight things. He's just shooting and killing and chopping and punching. And Swamp Thing probably wouldn't bring the fight that way. I think Swamp Thing would use the environment. He'd try to get him trippy and do weird shit and bring him to other places. But I think that would just be fun for Deadpool. And I don't think Deadpool would be worried about it. I think he would triumph in the end. Spawn, again, he's so powerful, I think that would be rough for Deadpool. But what's he going to do? Blow him to pieces? Deadpool will pull himself back together, at least eventually. I think Deadpool would be the kind of person who would drive Spawn fucking crazy, which would make Spawn fight stupid. And I think Deadpool would be able to somehow box Spawn in that way. So, yeah, I'm going... And and like I said, I don't know that I would marry Deadpool. Like, this might not be my forever person, but like, we'll date a while. This is... is, We'll get a a year or two out of this relationship. (laughs) Until you realize your personalities are just too close, you hate each other, and you just have to leave it on amicable terms, but you just can't be together. Or then after three months, you realize like he just has about 17 jokes and he just repeats them over and over and over. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny anymore, Wade. (laughs) You just keep complaining the end. You just gotta let me see the punchline, hon. You're like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm going with that. The, the hamburger face is a is a, a drawback for me, but I could do special effects makeup so I can make him look a little bit better. Maybe like <laughs> give him hu- like regular human prosthetics. That's going to go over well. I want you to wear this one tonight. You're like, I wore it three days ago. You said I was pretty without it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm going with Deadpool with this because I think he's the he's not the most powerful and he's not the best lover, but he's a good balance of them. And I think he's got the best balance. Of I, everybody. Yeah, he's definitely got both sides. He's definitely a better lover than John McClane. <laughs> Unlike my birthday, he could break out the X-Force costume and he could wear the, the gray Deadpool outfit <laughs> instead of the red one. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that's hysterical. All right. So the cabin is in flames. The newspaper. Your cabin is always in flames (laughs) every time. (laughs) It's the day after. The battle's already happened, but here's what the newspaper is reporting. We found a man in a tank top with no shoes on floating in the swamp. Drowned. (laughs) A man in some sort of strange armor burned alive. Crispy. Apparently self-immolating with his own flamethrower. A gigantic superhero from New York named the Incredible Hulk strangled with vines found hanging from a swamp tree. A man with a hamburger face and a red suit (laughs) stabbed through his own katanas. A man with a massive arsenal of guns and a bulletproof suit found wandering in a field aimlessly, not sure who he is. Amnesia caused by chemical means. A anthropomorphic rabbit hopping through a field thinking (laughs) that he is actually a duck. (laughs) A young but of legal age magician (laughs) magician caught in a teleporting accident halfway through walls of burning cabin burnt alive (laughs) wow (laughs) they don't know that hellspawn even exists but that guy got fucked too I'm being carried off into the water by Swamp Thing, and he, he's he's doing a good job making sure my little feet don't get wet. <laughs> Why are you going into the water? Because uh, we're going to his house or wherever Swamp Thing lives. He's feeding me. <laughs> he's feeding me uh, magic potatoes, and I'm just tripping balls and happy as hell, man. We're gonna go to my house or wherever I live, you know, or whatever, whatever I do, because I'm a Swamp Thing. Whatever I do, I think Swamp Thing is the most emotionally mature. He's super smart. He's got a lot of cool powers, kind of like magic. You know, I could live in a tree house with him for a while. Yeah, he's got them good drugs. <laughs> what do you mean for a while? Um, I, again, he he's kind of moody, and I'd be like, "Come on, dude." He's not your forever. Yeah, he's definitely not the forever because you'd be like, "Jesus, dude," and he'd be like, "I get it, I'm ugly." I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, what if he slips you like a bad potato one time and you're just like held up for three days on the toilet and he's just like, oh, treehouse toilet. Oh, where's the TP? And he's just like, I'm making it as fast as I can. And he spit leaves off for you. Oh. He's actually a pretty practical pick for logistical purposes, yeah. right? He can make you food and toilet paper. That's pretty good. And he's got that Optimus Prime voice, so I'm making him read me books and stuff. <laughs> And like, Rumi, can you play a clip of that that Swamp Thing actor's voice so we can hear how how steamy it is? Yeah, here you go. Morning. I slept like a baby. Where are we? My place. Sorry, it's so messy. Is there a Mrs. Swamp Thing? <laughs> no, I'm a bachelor. <laughs> so what do you do? <laughs> it's been a long time since I've. That's lied. what you're going to be saying. Well, I seem to have that effect on most of my friends. Me? Your boyfriend? Why not? You said it yourself. I'm a plant. That's okay. I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) This will never work, Abby. I can't give you the kind of love you want. Would you like to? Mm, see, that's nice. Not bad. That bubbly sound. <laughs> see, that's Ooh. nice. Ruby's got a little spring in his step now. Look at his face. He's all happy. And because he's asexual, I'd never have to do anything with that root. So it's all good. Yeah, solid enough. Yeah, but who's going to do anything with your root? You're not worried about that? It's Swamp Thing, man. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, keep feeding me those mushrooms. I'm satisfied. Oh, okay. 
honey, we got to talk. You're up to a three mushroom a day habit. We really got to bring this back down to the room <laughs> once a Those week. Those locklear mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> I was just outside swamp country. When the drugs begin to take hold. <laughs> be like, honey, sometimes I think you only use me for the drugs. Be like, shut up. <laughs> Slapping them. I love that he saved you from eight super powered magical beings. And now you're abusive. <laughs> I love that you're just backhanding him in public too. As if I'm just like, oh my God. Somebody should call somebody. I love the idea of them going out in public. Like they go to Starbucks together. Aaron and a guy made of roots and leaves and shit. <laughs> and he just smells of like swamp mud. Like every time we go, like because I'm a big star, I'm like Whitney Houston in in the Bodyguard. Like she gets invited to things like New York Fashion Week. So like I go to Fashion Week as a big like celebrity, and I bring my Swamp Thing Bodyguard. He just reeks of mud <laughs> and wet dirt, and like fucking oh. leaves and shit everywhere he goes. He's just dropping shit. I would love a scenario in which like he drinks too much at one of those events, those galas, and just passes out. And- oozes shit everywhere ruining the carpet <laughs> pissing you off yeah i was gonna say what does the floor of anywhere he goes look like you know oh it looks like a day after like going golly wampin looking for gators and shit <laughs> golly wampin. the day you walk down a red carpet and piss off the wrong group of celebrities so they're like they put my shoes man here's the bill and you're like, oh, again, Swamp. Yeah, I was going to, would you call him Swamp? No, I call him Alec. His name's Alec. Alec Holland. Well, well, the human that he once was is named Alec. Yeah, now he's a plant that thinks he's a human, but he still thinks he's I'd, Alec, so I'll take it. I'd call him Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. He, he's like, I am not the cartoon tree from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I thought he was Groot the whole time. Damn it. Why wasn't he on my list? Yeah, you can't call Swamp Thing Groot. That's like his N-word. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, oh my God, guys. Well, this was really fun. Any last thoughts on The Bodyguard Part 2? Money for life. Just kidding. Okay. I think Leonardo would be my choice out of Ninja Turtles. Well, maybe Donatello. The funniest thing is because I was picking, I was like, one of them or all four. It's like, because you know, April O'Neil would be like super jealous of you dating the turtles now. And she'd be like jumping out of the bushes with her camera to be like, I caught you being a piece of shit. Like always trying to get you with that like gotcha uh, cheater style television show. Yeah. But are you cheating on somebody with the turtles? Or is it, like, what's the cheating aspect there? Are you married to Kate still? No, because April O'Neil's very jealous of you with the turtles but why would she be taping you you're not doing anything wrong you mean i'm banging you're turtles expose your relationship <laughs> yeah i'm in a relationship <laughs> with the turtles if, with if all they're four at the same time all four at the same time yeah and yeah. she's just pissed about it <laughs> she's trying to get any dirt on you at all yeah it's like cheat. she starts her own show it's called like dirty cheaters here's the other super downside of the ninja turtles every night it's pizza no matter what it's pizza upside <laughs> But you do have to go live in a sewer. You do have to live in the sewer. And they're also really immature. Again, they're teenagers. Or a farmhouse. <laughs> That's why I'd go with Leonardo of the of the four, I think. Because I think he's the least the least immature. You're like, sweet. We have a bunch of arcade games and we can go skateboarding in a sewer? I'm in. Actually, that's that's a big upsell. Oh, wait. Actually, fuck that. Let's let's do it with the foot soldiers. I'd rather just go to Lardman Island and just fucking skateboard on top of all the video games. <laughs> smoking cigarettes and drinking. That would be fucking great. Because you know how much I love drinking and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and I'm also a big video game and skateboard guy. So yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> well, think of your singing voice 
this too. All the money runs out, you're dead. Here's the other problem. If you're at Lairdman Island, like having a good time, the only promotion you get is to like rat torture. So it's like you go from like smoking cigarettes and playing video games and you get promoted. You have to wear a mask all the time and torture rats. Oh, giant mutant rats, though. Still torture. (laughs) I guess. But I guess if I if that's what I'm doing with my nights to begin with, my priorities are kind of skewed to begin with. Yeah. So it's celebrity priorities, man. You know what's up. Bodyguard part two. That was fun. Andy, thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. Yeah, dude. Thanks so much. That was awesome. That was great. Those lists were amazing. It was so hard to, to narrow those down. Yeah. It seems like you picked a really good list because we, we had a lot of good talking points. Bugs here, Bunny was stuff. pretty good, man. That was, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a great poll. I was just, th- if, I was like, eh, he dresses up in a skirt sometimes. He looks good. It, it can work out. <laughs> he does look pretty good. He makes it look good. There's the times he's making it look better than others, but True. guys, let us know what you think. Which of these people characters, which of these ones did you throw out right away? Which of these ones do you like? Which of these ones do you like for bodyguards? Which of these ones do you like for lovers? Uh, you agree with any of our picks? Are you on any of our teams? Or you guys choose differently? Let us know, because we would love to hear what you guys think. And keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod, and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Guys, let's do a big three-way blast-off. It's a secret handshake, Andy. We do it over the over the screen. You bring your hand in whoosh, as a high-five, and then you turn it into a rocket ship, and then you blast off with a raspberry. All right, you ready? Got Here it. we go. Yep. Three, two, one. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. We've been the Rocketeers, and we are out.